What's good, everybody? This is Robin O'Neill. I am a visual artist, and this is me reading stuff, my podcast that usually doesn't have much to do with art at all. It just has to do with me being a fan of the written word. No scholars here. I'm not a scholar. I'm also not a critic. I have a lot of criticisms in general, in life, in, um, yeah, as as far as poetry and literature goes, too. But here we just praise. We praise. Sometimes I complain about my life, but for the most part, I just praise the things I've read that I love and I want to share them with you guys. Um, but yeah, you talk to me one-on-one, I'll, I'll talk all sorts of shit. Just uh, invite me over and I won't come, <laughs> but eventually we might meet up and then I'll tell you some things I think. Um, that's not to say that I lie on this. I never lie on here. I just don't talk about the thing. I do not read the things I read that I hate. Um, but I would say, I would say you would, yeah, I I don't know. Anyway, here we're praising, here we're excited, here we want to share the things that I think are worth sharing. By the way, first of all, welcome back to me, welcome back to you, good to see you guys again, good to be here, good to be heard. Um, I gotta say, a lot has been going on. I know the last couple of messages were so you know, fraught with sort of, I I don't know, anxiety and nervousness and upset. And yeah, that has been very much a big part of my life lately. It's funny because again, and I may have said this, but as much great or, or as much of the shit that I've been going through has been going on, I am also happier and more confident and comfortable with myself than I've ever been. So it's hard to not equate those two things. Like, whatever the things are that I'm going through must be sort of a encouraging something else out of me. And, you know, I'm getting older, and I love it. I love it. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, shit, I can't believe I, I'm already 45. I turned 45 last week. Happy birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you very much. 45 years old. Um, very happy about it. I like it. It's an odd number, which you know I love. I love an odd number. Um, and it's, it's an odd, even number, you know, because a five and a 10, those are sort of, you know, you go five, 10, 15, 20. There's something, there's something perfect about this year. And I've, and I've always felt, and Damien felt this too, as the year turned to 2022, this is my year. We're calling it my year. So I think, and when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, I'm going to take over the fucking world. Look out everybody like Kanye West style. It's not that. It's something much more important than that. It, it's something like I've finally got to come to terms with who I am in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's embarrassing. But, you know, like my hatred of certain parts of myself, including my my physical appearance, it's got to go away. It's just a waste of fucking energy. So I'm starting to just kind of not give a shit like this is who I am and I mean, that's probably, I don't know if any, any women older than me or of this age want to speak up and write to me about this. Maybe it does have to do with being mid forties or something, but I mean, there's other people who feel this way when they're born, you know, and always feel this way. I really love that. Anyway, it's been a waste of time. It's been a waste of energy. So, um, yeah. And I wore the most, okay. So hi everybody. I also got back. I didn't even mention. So I've been in New York. I went to my show. A lot of you were there. Thank you for being there. We had some me reading stuff listeners there. All of you guys are always my favorites, as you know. Um, would have liked to have had more of you actually, because I, I, it's just my favorite type of people, but 
um, you know, who can get to New York right now? It's crazy. So, but yeah, it went so well. And I wore a tracksuit and slippers to my opening and it felt so good. You know, I didn't look good. I didn't look bad. I looked like me every single day and I'm happy with it. So there. I used to really worry about what to wear in my openings. Anyway, I thought I, I you know what I'm just going to say? I felt like I looked good. There you go. Again, not like good like um, Christy Turlington or Heidi Klum or whatever they are. But, oh, Frankie? you th- Frankie thought I did look good. Yeah, but I mean, I'm an artist. Like, what am I, 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 it suddenly occurred to me, like, why do I even care about what I wear ever? This is not my job. My job is to make good drawing, make really good artwork and, and uh, try to be thoughtful in general. So anyway, you guys though. Okay. So anyway, great opening, great experience. Please check out Susan Inglet. Uh, let's see. What is it? Susan Inglet gallery. Let's see what the website is. I should know this, but I just all, okay. Inglitgallery.com. I'll put a link in the description so you guys know where to head, but uh, there is an online viewing room that you could, all you have to do is put your email in and they'll send you, you'll get in right away. You'll get to see the show. I think there's a little video of me now talking about one of the rooms of the show Um, and lots of info about it and imagery and whatever. And then there's also an online catalog. So I'll put a link to that as well. I'm really psyched. I, I, you know, I said this many times, this is the show I'm most excited about. And it, and it ended up being true. And my big drawing, for those of you who followed the drama of this big drawing I worked on for so long, getting kind of ruined with, uh, you know, this powdery white substance and then me fixing it, like acting like a conservator and doing all this stuff on top of it to make it look good again. It worked. And this drawing, in my opinion, this is the best drawing I've ever made. I really do mean that. And what, what I mean by that is not only the image of what's on the drawing, but the new way that I'm working on canvas and, um, it's stretched canvas. And I am absolutely, uh, taken with this whole method and don't know why it took me so long. And also don't know why it took anybody so long. Cause this is not something people do. Uh, they do, they kind of do version. I, not really, not like this. So anyway, I'm a first <laughs> and I feel really good about that. Maybe I'm not a total first. You guys write in if you know who else has done that. I, I like to believe it. I'll still say it, even though it's a lie. Um, also, do I sound like I, I could go on and on about New York? I mean, my God, we had so much fun. Damien was with me the whole time. And there wasn't a day that wasn't great. I mean, it was just wildly fun and relaxed the whole time. And I think that probably what's sad is every... Every time I went to New York for a show of mine, probably could have been this relaxed, but I tended to choose uh, anxiety and stress rather than to just chill the fuck out. Um, so, you know, finally, hello, I've figured it out. But also, I'm just so happy, and we had so much fun. We did all sorts of things. I got to take him to the Met for his first visit ever to the Met. It was crazy. And... um Oh my God. I mean, I could go on and on, but it might be like deep cuts art talk if I start talking about what happened at the Met. So you guys write in, let me know if you want me to talk about my art experiences at the Met or do like a bonus. I should do like a, you know what? I'll write a note about this bonus art, art podcast of me reading stuff, you know, where I really dig deep and then those who don't give a shit can just skip it. But amazing adventure. I also went on a shopping spree. Um, got rid of most, or I'm about to get rid of even more of my clothes. I'm going to get rid of, I would say 90% of my clothes and start fresh. 
And again, it goes back to being comfortable, being cool, being relaxed. When I say cool, I don't mean cool like, oh, I'm so fucking cool. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago where I was at this dinner party or something. And there was this cute younger girl, like probably 24. And she was sitting next to me and we were having a great conversation. She was at the head of the table and I was next to her. I got the feeling she was an artist or a writer or something. And she was just so nice. And I loved our conversation. And I stopped the conversation to ask her, how do I seem to, to you? What do I seem? I don't know. How do I seem to you? I think is what I said. And she looked at me and she goes, 100% chill. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I kind of felt like that planted the seed a couple of weeks ago for me to actually be that way. What if I'm forever 100% chill because of that dream? And who was that girl? And how can I thank her? I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember where I was going. Oh, shopping spree. So yeah, just like new me, new zone. I'm in a whole new zone. Not going to worry about shit. There's so much out of our control, you guys. And, you know, for those of you who know, I'm in the program of Al-Anon, which is for friends and family of alcoholics. And um, really, it's a good program for anyone who's, you know, just like bothered by life, to be honest with you, in any way. And in AA and in Al-Anon, we are very... um, First of all, your higher power doesn't have to be God. So if anyone feels like they want to uh, explore Al-Anon or AA and they're like, oh, but I don't believe in God, well, don't worry about it because you can do any sort of maneuvering around the word God and it still applies and works. But anyway, the serenity prayer is something that, you know, we say at every single meeting, both if you're, and that's for, you know, N-A-A-A and Al-Anon. And, um... The serenity prayer goes, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I'm just going to repeat that. So whatever it is, like, how about just universe, stars, just to help some of you out? Or just like, please, please give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Boom. That solves most of my life problems right there, to be honest with you. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Next, the courage to change the things I can. Boom, again. You need, you need to change the shit that's bothering you or you're going to for, forever be bothered. If you can control it, so first you've got to under, well, inherit and the wisdom to know the difference. That's the third part. So I'll say it, I'll say it entirely. Switch out God for whatever you want to. It could be a ball of yarn. It could be the moon. It could be your cat. It could be... Mine for a long time was just reality. So anyway, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So to be able to to decipher what you can change and what you can't, that alone is the key to the universe, in my opinion. It truly is. And if you can figure that shit out, and if you can be brave enough to change the things you need to change— then your life is going to be pretty golden. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. So, you know, anyway, I'm there. I think Frankie's throwing up. Are you throwing up? No, she's just rolling around. Um, so there you go. I mean, I feel, you know, as much as I've been in Al-Anon for eight years now, I think, but, and I've known the serenity prayer for that long, but Somehow it's like in my head when I sleep. It's oh, speaking of, do you hear my lisp? I've developed a lisp, but there's a reason. 
I have Invisalign in my mouth starting just two days ago. So maybe this will go away, but do you guys know Invisalign? So I'm working on fixing, again, I have this front tooth problem because I knocked it out in a bike accident. And uh, so if I do Invisalign, it's going to make the whole fixing of this annoying tooth that I cannot seem to get right finally solid. Because basically I'm living at risk of any time I could just, like half of my tooth is just going to fall out. And I don't really like that. I don't like thinking that last week when I was in New York, I could have eaten a piece of bread and my tooth would have fallen out. And then I would have had to go to my opening. Well, it doesn't matter because we were in masks anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so back to um, me and the serenity prayer and all of that. Yeah, I think I'm finally there. I mean, when you realize how little you can change that you're upset about, I mean... I don't know, you guys. I think everybody's a maniac, by the way. I really think we're all just, like, I don't know. I'm really bothered by a lot of things right now, to be honest with you. But I'm also, it's this dichotomy of being incredibly disappointed in the world and then also just being totally fine. If I'm just, like, staying in my lane, staying in my home zone, staying in my books, staying in my art, staying in my yarn, staying in my cat, staying in my relationship... You know, all of that, and staying in the kind of food I like. By the way, Invisalign, you know, I do need to lose a little weight. Let's face it. You know, if I want to be like, you know, optimum health at my age, I should lose a little bit of weight. I'm not saying like not for vanity reasons, just for like my doctor kind of reasons and, um, and my health condition reasons. And the Invisalign, they're so hard for me to get in and out and you can't eat or drink anything but water with them. So I'm so lazy about it already. I can tell, like, meaning, I'm, but I'm very strict about it. I would never eat or drink anything but water while these are in. But the act of taking them out and then brushing them and my teeth and flossing my teeth every single time you take them out to eat. I mean, I'll probably lose the amount of weight my doctor wants me to lose in, like, a week at this point. It's crazy. And I have to wear these for five months. Um, all right. Let's. What, what, oh, also, no, no, no. There's one other thing that happened to me last night. I got electrocuted. I could have died last night. I was doing, it's a long story with my white noise machine and the plug it was in. But long story short, I got a major jolt, a buzz of electricity because of this thing broke off and I touched it. So I was like the circuit or whatever. I don't know how you say the words for this, but I don't know the terminology, but like really I buzzed hard and thought I was going to die for a second, truly. It was crazy. Can you die from just a regular outlet? I'm sure you can. Anyway, I got, I'm getting lightheaded just thinking about it again. Oh my God. Can you imagine? I'm just like, oh, I want my white noise machine on. And then I die. I want my white noise machine on because I want to read this Anne Rule book. I went, so we have a little, by the way, you guys know I love Anne Rule. Anne Rule, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, best-selling true crime author. She wrote The Stranger Beside Me about her time working at the suicide hotline that Ted Bundy worked at, nights, overnight shift. Um, and she wrote about some of the most notorious American crimes. And anyway, I was at uh, Coltrane, my stepson and I, we walked to the little lending library, you know, the little cute little mini houses that people have in front of their house for you to drop a book off and take a book if you want one. I drop a lot of books off there, but I rarely take any. Um, but this time, right on top, I saw Anne Rule, but I trusted you and other true cases. 
It's from the Anne Rules Crime Files, volume 14. So this is the book I took on my trip along with my Kindle. But inside this book, I start reading it, and it mentions my small town that I live in. It's all surrounding my town. How crazy is that? Um, which is a very small town. Again, I'm not, this is not Seattle. I live somewhat near Seattle, but far away. So I was so excited. I was like, what are the chance? Well, I guess probably whoever put this in the lending library, I guess now that I think about it, they probably bought this for that reason. Um, a crime that happened in the nineties. Really cool. So anyway, well, the crime isn't cool. All right, guys, let's do this. I have, I believe I've read from this book only once, which, which is a shame. God, this lisp is insanity. I can't believe I, I mean, to not be able to talk for me is very odd. Okay. Anyway, I don't remember what I read from in this book to you all, but I love this book. And I had another section marked. It's called, the the book is called The Dream of the Poem, Hebrew Poetry from Muslim and Christian Spain, 950 to 1492. And this is translated, edited by Peter Cole. And this also got a National Jewish Book Award winner from the Jewish Book Council. This book centers around, well, I already listed you the time period, so 950 to 1492. Oh, and by the way, this is a Princeton publication, and it's also the original Hebrew texts are actually available on the Princeton University Press website, so I'll try to remember to put a link to that. In fact, I'll write that down. I'll say website. Um, And anyway, this book, uh, you know, focuses on uh, medieval Spain, Hebrew culture in medieval Spain. And a lot of people consider this poetry from this time period some of the most powerful Jewish poetry written, I guess, since the Bible, you could say. Um, and yeah, I've written, read from it before to you guys, but I'm very fascinated by this young man. <laughs> from He was born in 1140. His name is Yosef Aben Zabara. And he was a doctor, so already we're winning because, as you guys know, I love poets who had other professions, professions that seem so, you know, opposite from poet. I think there should be more of those. I'm very curious, like, how many doctor and lawyer poets there are alive right now. And if you guys know any personally, reach out to me, please. I mean that. Uh, You can... Contact me at me reading stuff at iCloud.com. Or if any of you happen to be listening, if you're a doctor or a lawyer or have one of those boring ass jobs, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I can't live without you guys, honestly. The lawyers, I haven't needed much in life, thank God. But uh, doctors, I mean, I'm with you guys every other day. So, <clears throat> but you guys know what I mean. The jobs that aren't necessarily considered in the creative field. If any of you all are that and also. A poet specifically is what I'm interested in. Not so much artists. Uh, sorry, I need some water. Um, I mean, maybe I'm interested in the artist thing. I, you, you guys know how I am. If you listen to this show, you know, I just love, I don't know, artists don't interest me that much. I'm sorry. I am one. It's not as interesting to me because I am one probably. All right. Anyway, so Yosef Aben Zabara was a doctor. So was his father. Um, I think he, he, he wrote a lot of long poems, long anatomical poems. One was called Stanzas of the Soul. Another was called, get this, On the Analysis of Urine. Try that for a poetry title. I actually love that. Did you guys know that I got onto Twitter for my first time back in like 2010 or 11? 
I don't know. It has something to do with urine. I was interested in what people would like tweet about regarding urine. I don't know what this was a weird situation. But anyway, it was very funny to me. It was all a very comical exploration. He also wrote a book of poems called The Book of Delight. Um, oh, and then I think The Book of Delight was the one that was a, about another doctor he knew who he hated. The whole thing is about this doctor he despised. How great is that? And anyway, oh, and also just for the record, I will put a link in the description also for you to find this book. And I do recommend buying it. It's a, it's a massive book, man. There's over, five, I think, 500 poems in here or more. Um, all right, here's one by Yosef Abin Zabara called My Ex. A demon was drawn in that woman's face, and her beauty cut into my organs and limbs. Whenever she spoke, my hair stood up straight as the intricate links of my heart wore thin. She shut the gates of affection and peace, opened the door to strife, and we fought. She set down, wait, she set, damn it, she set her dwelling on a hill of complaint, pitching her tent and stretching it taut. She weighed on my heart like the sands of the sea, and as though she were cooking, boiled my belly. Mm. Gonna throw some shit, I'm gonna throw some shit across the room, y'all. I mean, seriously, this is good. This is like, I, I've noticed I only get excited when things are kind of hateful. what's wrong with me that's not totally true but i do love anger i love reading and hearing about anger and feeling anger from songs like elaine stritch's ladies who lunch from the broadway musical company by stephen sondheim listen to ladies who lunch and feel the anger in that in fact youtube it youtube the documentary version by d.a penny baker and um Watch her sing Ladies Who Lunch, and you'll know what I mean. All right, we got another one. The X was good, though, right? And I even messed it up. I messed it up, but I didn't really care. All right, look at these people. Look at these people so wise in their eyes, who sneer at others as though from the skies. Pride has built a nest in their hearts, although they put on modesty's disguise. Their bellies are full of fraud and deceit like skins bloated with milk and wine. And as they address you with gentle words, they're holding weapons of war in their minds. Their piety's all in prayers that are vain, prolonging their one in one his name. Lord, may my life by you be sustained until they're like Abel and I like Cain. I really like that. And one really was spelled one, prolonging their one. They talk about in the intro, I don't remember, um, something about the rhyme, the rhyming in these poems. And I imagine that translation-wise was very difficult. Let's do one more. The physician. To be a physician, said time to the fool, and murder men in exchange for a fee. You'll have it better than the angel of death who has to kill them for a fee. Oh, for free. You guys, something's really wrong with me. Cut, edit. Be a physician, said time to the fool, and murder men in exchange for a fee. You'll have it better than the angel of death who has to kill them for free. 
We don't edit on this show. Welcome to any newcomers. Hello, newcomers. We do not, we do not edit. We roll with it. We roll with it all the time because life is flawed and so are podcasts. And we're not going to pretend. And I am very, very flawed. And I love it. I celebrate it. I'm flawed. You guys, head over to my show. I'm going to put a link in the description, englandgallery.com. My show is called American Animals. It's the best one I've made yet. I don't want you to miss it. Uh, If you have any questions, me reading stuff at iCloud.com. I'll try to get back to you. I cleaned my yarn room. I cleaned my life. I'm clearing house, cleaning house. I'm getting, I got a new wardrobe. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling all of it right now. Uh, I don't have much else to say. Hit that like and subscribe. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not on YouTube. Uh, No, but seriously, get on here and rate. R-A-T-E, not P-E. Rate this show, this podcast, on wherever you listen to podcasts. Give it a five stars, please. It helps people get to it and share it with your friends. I'm sure you, if you're listening to this, you read, I'm assuming, and you probably have other friends who read, and they might like this. Uh, I'm going to say this. Is there anything like this podcast? No. I'm not saying it's great, but there's nothing like it, so you might want to have other people check it out. I'd like to invite more people in, and I will be doing it regularly again. Now I'm back. I'm done with my show. I'm done with my drama of my life. We're settling back into work zone. We're settling back into being at home for the long haul. I don't think I have to leave for a long time. So I'm back, and I'm ready to talk with you guys. Remember, be kind to the divorced. Enjoy some potlucks. Finish your projects. Abandon the ones you're not into anymore. Be honest with yourself. Practice that serenity prayer, all right? Throw in whatever your uh, higher power of choice is and really, really think about that serenity prayer. Don't let people treat you like shit. That's something you you can change. Have the wisdom to know the difference in that one. If they're treating you like shit, you can step the fuck away. Stay calm. Read, 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 read some more. Keep dying. Keep writing it down. That's C.K. Williams. I am the new Lisp version of Robin O'Neill. I love you guys so much. So, 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 so much. I mean that with, with all I have. Have a great rest of your week and whatever it is. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.